and welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, along with the Riggles here, talking about uh, talking about a lot of stuff about <laughs> God's timing. And we're gonna if you want to hear, you got to hear the first two segments of the story. You're gonna hear incredible next two segments of the story. But to hear the entire story, go to our Facebook page. Uh, or you can go to iTunes, or you can go to SoundCloud, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear all of our past shows, but we'll post this show, if you're listening to it on Saturday or Sunday, we will post this on Sunday night or Monday morning, and you can hear it It's in its entirety, commercial-free, and it's an incredible story that God has, has wrote, uh, written for these folks. And we want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union, Carol Rogers Carpet One, uh, for stepping up and helping sponsor this show so you can hear this in its entirety, uh, both now on the radio on Saturdays and Sundays, but also you can hear it on our podcast uh, anytime. And so, David, we've been talking about how God has put this on your whole family, really. It started with Michaela and, you know, your son, Evan, with autism. But you mentioned in the break this whole thing of timing. Oh, it's critical. It, it, for, for, you know, I was, I, I was sitting down watching TV one day, and, and, and I was watching these guys. It was like one of those caught-on-camera caught on <laughs> deals, and these guys were jumping off this jetty in, in, in Hawaii. And, and the long story short, it was like a 50-foot cliff, and the water would flush in, and it would be – you know the water would be four feet from them and then it would wash back out and it would be sand and uh, the the challenge was for these guys to jump and when the water was at its highest and then it would kind of wash them out and they would come around really quick swim around and get out and come up and do it again well every once in a while uh somebody would not get their timing right and and obviously would die literally die doing this and and, the, and they would try police would try to stop it but it was just the thing to do it's the challenging thing to do and I was just sitting watching that, and God said, hey, you know what the difference in that first guy and the second guy was? And, and he says, timing. They, this guy's having fun. He's done it for years, and this guy's dead. And, I, and he said, when I jump, when I tell you jump, you jump. When I tell you don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. <laughs> when I tell you don't even go there, don't go there. And, and it really, that, as crazy as that is, that taught me a lesson that, that God's got a timing for everything. He knew exactly what the economy was going to do. He knew he knew uh, the ups and downs. He he saw things that I didn't see, but I had a great plan, and it and it was a good plan. You know, I had sixteen people validate my plan. We did a test run, but uh, it wasn't God's plan. And I really learned from that that hey, God's got a timing for everything. And and number one, you want to make sure it's His plan. Mm. You know, is it, a, is it a good plan or is it a God plan? Yes. And you'll know it. You, you will know it. And, and God will take you through that pace. And then is the timing right? And it was just a, it was a huge lesson learned for me. A lot of times we really get the plan right. We really sure. get his will right except the timing piece. Exactly. Yeah. And that was, that was, that's critical because he, 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 he basically said, here's the plan. I want to show you the plan. And, and I said, I got it. I'm taking off. Thanks, God. And I took off. He's like, whoa, whoa, it's not the time. And, and, and we can really set ourselves back and, and, and mess a lot of things up because we get so, have so much zeal for being about God's business. And, and today he can do that. Today he can show me some plans in the future and say, hey, look, I'm going to show you something that's coming up. It's really cool just to keep your fire because he knows I won't take off running. Mm. Back then I would have, and I would have messed it up. Well, so he reveals things to me now that he would have never revealed to me before. Well, you had to learn through this mistake. Oh, huge mistake for me. Yes, I mean it, it, it didn't bury me, but it, it hurt. You know, it hurt. It was a it was a five year five year recovery, and I think God allowed that to happen because He wanted that pain in my life to, to remind me daily 
that hey don't 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 go your route yeah we we we, we can jump ahead so quickly of god very and and you know i think about michaela you because god really put on your heart this whole autism thing but there's another burning passion of your life <laughs> talk about that uh well from the time i think i was out of the womb i was an athlete and sports and competition were always um (laughs) one of the main parts of my life whether it was just competing with dawson in the backyard or on a team and um i had played t-ball growing up played baseball then after that then i was old enough to play softball and when i was about 10 years old um, i got a chance through beating to beat autism actually to meet the L softball team and I grew up a cards fan as well and so as soon as I got to do that it was like it was over I was like I have to be a Louisville Cardinal I have to play softball and um, so from that time on I made it a goal of mine to one day play division one softball hopefully for L. and so I worked towards that goal and I got on the best teams that I could to play the best teams that I could and become the best that I could, but that goal quickly became an idol. And when I was about 15, maybe 16 years old, um, I was going into my junior year. It was the summer before my junior year. And that's really when, that's when you commit, that's when you can um, contact schools and and NCAA um, allows that connection to happen junior year and so that was a really vital year towards getting recruited and committing to a school and I felt like God was calling me to give up softball and I was like I there's no way like (laughs) I've worked for this forever this is what I love like there's no way that now you're calling me to give up softball and I hadn't gone to anyone else about this that was one of the first mistakes I made just not telling anyone else that I was having this this struggle and maybe thinking well God could be calling me to give up softball right now Um, and so for months I just I tried to ignore his call and I felt sort of like Jonah where I was like I really knew deep down in my heart where I was supposed to go and what I was supposed to do but I was not about to do it Mm. (laughs) and um, through just absolute conversa- like conversations with people. No one knew, but I would have conversations with people all the time that perfectly like pertain to what I was dealing with. Wow. And um, uh, God knew. They didn't know. The person I was talking to didn't know. I knew. God knew. Um, there were just things every day, every single day for months that brought this back up, that reminded me of the call that God had on my life. And um, after months of ignoring it and disobeying I finally came to a point where I said, all right, God, you're going to have to either come to me in the flesh, like Jesus, come to my bedside right now and tell me to my face, give up softball, um, injure me, which I I knew he wouldn't purposely do. So I felt kind of safe there. Or you're going to have to make my passion to follow you greater than my passion to play softball. And he slowly started started to do that. And my dad, he can always tell my passion playing softball, like, he always tells me, I don't care how you perform on the field. I don't care if you strike out every time or if you hit home runs every time. I just want you to play with passion. And I will invest in, in you to play as long as you, you play with passion. And he started to notice I wasn't doing that anymore. And he didn't know about the spiritual battle I was having um, at that time, but he did notice my passion. And he, the first practice of my travel team that summer, 
he he confronted me about it and he talked to me about it he said I just don't see you playing with passion I don't see you practicing out there um having a good time and I wasn't because I was I was battling this um that he didn't know about I was I absolutely wrestling with God yeah and he didn't know but he could see the passion in me and so um that night I just I broke down because I knew like I can't run from this anymore I can't deny this anymore no matter how bad I want to and I have to give up softball and you told your dad that night um I I told him that night or either the next morning and um I said I'm done I I can't do this anymore God has been calling me to give up softball and um for a long time but now I'm I'm going to do it. How long, how long? How many months, you think? Probably about six months. Okay. Yeah, at least. And David, what's going through your mind? I mean, she's been playing softball, has this dream of Division One playing, you know, at UofL, and what's going through your mind when she tells you this? Well, we, we, we'd spent probably eight years of investment and time and money, and I told her, no, you didn't hear from God, and you're going to play. There's supposed to be a scholarship, exactly. and uh, this is your college education. Absolutely. <laughs> this Absolutely. Is, said the guy who said he's learned to listen yeah. to God saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was after this. <laughs> he no, said I, get back and go hit in the backyard. Yeah, so, uh, no, I told her. I told her I, I was... I gave her a hug and, and was and told her I was proud of her. I said, at the end of this gig uh, of life, I said, as much as I love softball and you let this, this needs to be your dream. I said, and, and what was more important to me as at the end of this, you're going to be someone's wife. You're going to be my, you're always be my daughter. I said, and you're going to be in God's ministry in some way. And so I said, what's most important in all honesty is that at the end of this, I have a great daughter and, and a good softball player I, rather than having a great softball player and a good daughter. Mm-hmm. I said, you do what God has called you to do and I'll support you 110%. And it, it, it was, it's been a life. I mean, it, when you play that level of ball, it's a life and it has been. And so you, you, you stopped playing. I did. I, I put it down that day and didn't pick it back up. Did not pick it back up. And, did, how, and that was tough. Absolutely. It was it was like I had built my identity up for since T ball really and as an athlete, as um, a potential division one softball player and then the walls just came crashing down. It's and not, I didn't know who I was anymore. Now it's not like you were a hack softball player. You were a good softball player, right? I mean, I'll ask you, Dad. Was she <laughs> Yes, we're very she very had good. she had the capability to be a D one player. Totally. Okay. Yes. And, and we didn't. And I, and I was never I never gave her a jaded view of her. I mean, I was honest with her. If she needed work, I, I set her up with people that were Division One athletes when she decided at eight years old she wanted and gave her benchmark steps all along all through the years. If you're going to be there, you, this is this is the point you have to hit in life. Wow. We got to take a break. We're going to take a break. But I got to tell you what. That story's not over. <laughs> not like you think. So you got to come back and hear the end of this story. Actually, not the end. The continuation of the story and where we are now. We're going to take a break. Come back for our final segment uh, with the Riggles on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth, unfortunately, and final segment of today's show of Solid yeah. Steps Radio. Yeah, this is and if stuff. you have not heard the first three, you must, must, must go back and listen to it when we post this on Sunday night, Monday morning on our Facebook t- page, soundcloud.com or iTunes. Just type in Solid Steps Radio. We're here with Dave and Michaela Riggle. And when we left off in the last break, for those of you just joining us, God told Michaela, who loved 
passion and good at playing softball, God said, Michaela, stop playing softball. And Michaela, <laughs> after a few, little bit of wrestling, said, okay, I'll quit playing softball. And so where do we go from there? And, and, and you quit, I mean, for how long? I did not play softball for two years. You didn't pick up a bat for two years? No, I, they just stayed in my bag. <laughs> And I did not pick them back up. Your glove dry rotted. My glove did dry rot. Yeah, it was falling apart. That's incredible. So you, and so, for t- I mean, you're, you're playing softball all these years, passion to play Division One ball, love U of all Cardinals, and you got you got to play for the Cardinals, you, and and God says, put it down, lay it down. You wrestle with that. You you finally lay it down at His feet, and you don't pick up a, your glove or a bat for two years what do you do during those two years um during immediately really after i gave it up i was able to start um going and serving at middle school camps i was able to go to high school camps um just about focusing my entire summer and in, in life around ministry around um younger kids being able to see jesus in me and and hopefully for them to fall in love with jesus over however much time that we had together at camps and so god's using you you're touching kids and fast forward two years absolutely uh well in in that time of two years i felt like god was calling me into full-time ministry um after school and so I followed that calling, uh, but then in about two years, I got a, well. My dad got a call from an old coach of mine. But, um, but you had a little a b- even before that phone call. You had a little bit of passion to to pick up. To, yeah, to still play softball. I mean, I even though I gave up softball, I still I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. Um, it was just that my passion to follow Jesus happened to be more, <laughs> and so um, I still <laughs> loved softball though. And um, felt passionate about it. You told your dad something. You went to your dad and you said, Dad, I, I think I, I want to go play softball again. Something like that, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly Yeah, she came to me and she I said, said I, I just feel like God's calling me back to softball. And, and I said, well, this was the, this was the middle of, the, of her senior year. And uh, I said, well, that's great, Michaela, but travel ball teams are full. The year's already in place. And, and I don't know how you'd ever play ball. I don't know how you'd ever get on a, an elite team at this point. And, uh, and I think it was a couple of days later, um, I got a phone call from her old coach and said, David, I know that uh, Michaela's not playing ball anymore. She goes, but my catcher's having hand surgery, and I've got these college showcase tournaments, three of them left. Is there any way that she could possibly catch one game for me? Because she's just in a bind. I said, well, let me let you talk to Michaela. You know, so I handed her the phone. It was, it was like immediately, yes, yes, I'll do it. And uh, so long story short, we went to the very first practice. I think it was the next day they had a practice. She went to the first practice, pulled a bat out. and uh, Has not swung a bat in two years. Hadn't swung a bat in two years. Hadn't even been out of her ball bag. And uh, her glove, she threw the first couple pitches in her, and blew her glove out. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there trying to put stitches back in this thing to get it going. And the coach said, I remember her coming up to bat, and the coach said, uh, throw, throw her everything. And the other coach said, no, just she hadn't hit a ball in two years. You know, go easy on She said, no, throw her everything. Mix it up. I want to see what she does. In the first practice, she hit about eight home runs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and went on to the last – she had three tournaments. She played the last three tournaments and uh, played the best ball she's ever played with the most joy she's ever played with. It, it was exciting, to, fun time to watch. That's incredible. That's amazing. 
and you your window there like you had said i said the window has closed in regards to your ability would you say the, the window has been closed and welded shut like <laughs> it was way past time for there's no recruiting reason. and yeah and there's no reason you should have played that well absolutely not yeah. no um but i really that was the most fun i've ever had playing ball it was the most peace i've ever had playing ball and it really was because I wasn't playing to impress the people in the stands but I had an audience of one mm. and that I didn't care what I did on that field as long as I glorified God in whatever I did there's freedom there is it was absolute freedom it was fun it was fun oh David what's going through your heart and mind as as she lays off softball for two years wants to come back and then and well, for me, I thought, you know, it's still too late. I mean, the exposure's too late. And she went to, actually went to the very first tournament, and, and a college coach came up to me and, and had heard that she's not recruited. And, of course, you know, her size and, and hitting, and, and he said, she's not recruited? You know, what is she, in, like an axe murderer or something? There's, got, there's, there's a story behind this, you know. And say, well, she took off two years. And, and, and so I was trying to tell this guy the story, and he just looked at me like, no, there's something more to this story. This girl's a, you know, a head case or something, you know. And, and it was really funny because these coaches, were, they would just walk by because they thought, well, there's, there's no way this girl's, you know, is not recruited already. She's, you know, she's 18. They recruit when they're 14. So uh, it was really weird. It was, it was, kind, of, it was kind of comical, actually. And so the beautiful thing is, what are you doing right now? Uh, well, God opened up that, that window that was welded shut, and now I do play softball for the University of Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> that is just like, oh my goodness. It was only it was a huge God story in and of itself, but only he could have really made that happen. He, he wanted you... To work through the, that he is the master and lord of your life and to surrender and lay it at his feet and then once he knew that you laid it at his feet then he said okay pick it back up go play ball got something for you yeah. wow that is so awesome and not not only um but you're playing ball at uofl mm-hmm. uh division one school but god's using you absolutely talk about that um, well, I've come into this. I think if you would have asked me five years ago and told me I would play for UofL, I would have told you that like my mission there would have been to glorify my name, to break every record I could, make sure everybody knew who Michaela Riggle was. Now that I'm there, how I perform on the field is not as important to me as um, how intentional I am in being Christ to my teammates and being Christ to my coaches. Um, and so my mission there now is to glorify him and, and however much time there I have um, and whatever role I am put in while I'm there. And so, and, and you, you've, you've had some influence on some kids. Uh, some a bit. Yeah, God has just, he's opened up doors and opportunities um, for me to be able to um, minister to my teammates. And actually within the first semester that I was there, I was able to baptize two of my teammates, one oh. of them being my roommate. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. That is awesome. And David, you talked about um, y- y- your passion as well for just uh, the U of L team and Michaela. You- you have, you've had the-, the team over and uh, you guys do cookouts and whatnot. Yeah, we, we kind of redirected our ministry in, in support of her ministry. These, these kids are, you know, these college kids, they are in a tough environment. It is not like when, uh, you know, 30 years ago when we were in college. Uh, it, it, it's a tough, tough place to be. 
And so we just love on these kids. We have them over, and I told them I feel like Golden Corral sometimes. You know, all the, we have them all over, but it's a great opportunity to just love on these kids and and that that are all away from home. I always say I wish that somebody would love on my kids. Uh, if they were in, uh, you know, across the country playing softball, I, uh, that a dad would 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 just protect and look look out for my kids like I would, you know, like I'm doing theirs. And so it's just, it's, we we see it as our ministry. It's just another part of our ministry. It's just to support her ministry right yeah, now. Yeah, just right now you welcome them, love them, right. uh, invite them into your home and into your family, into your lives. Right. They have our cell phone, my wife Emlyn's phone, and, and if they need to talk to a girl. They can talk to her, you know, and what a great resource that is. And, and we just try we just try to love on and be a family to them whether away from home from their families. That's 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 awesome. It's it you know what it's just cool to hear you guys' story and and, and that and we didn't even uh, there's more there's more oh, stories. Yeah, there's more <laughs> stories. But our time is out and uh golly, it's been a fantastic hour. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having us. Yeah, just a treat to hear um, and to share with our listeners. Um, David, I'm going to ask you, uh, this is a show for men by men. Even Michaela, you're, you're a woman in, in here, but I'm going to ask David, would you pray for our men that we would be men who would live intentionally and purposeful and we'd wait on God, all what we've talked about this last hour. Absolutely. Would you, would you pray for our men? Absolutely. Father, I just thank you so much that uh, you are a good, good father, and you are, you are so good to us, and you have our best interests in mind, and you are a God of timing. You, your timing is impeccable. And you do care about the details. And, mm-hmm. and I just ask you, Father, that the, somebody out there need, needed to hear this today, that uh, don't get ahead of God. Don't, don't set out with our plans and ask God to anoint our plan, but to be quiet and to listen and to abide in you and to figure out what your plan is and to come alongside of it because it's a perfect plan because it doesn't have flaws in it. There's no potholes in your plan. They're tough roads, and, and you call us and you call us into the Ninevehs, and, and but you you equip us and empower us to get these things done. And I just ask you, Father, to um, just to give us clear minds and clear understanding of what our role is, and, and, and when a when a, a a good idea is just a good idea, and when it needs to be a God idea, and to be able to set those things down and to have clarity of mind and to know the timing is not right now for this. Put it on a shelf. And move forward in your will, in your timing, and it'll come a time to pull that back down and to implement that plan. Mm-hmm. Father, I just ask you for that wisdom. I pray for wisdom supernaturally, supernatural wisdom, supernatural knowledge, and supernatural favor every day mm-hmm. as we as we pursue you. We just thank you so much for being such a good, good father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, if you want to hear this entire show, which you need to, uh, please go back and again on Monday, go to Facebook.com. Uh, soundcloud.com you can go to iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio and pass this along to somebody else who needs to hear it whether their kids play sports or don't whether uh, no matter what their situation is they need to hear about listening to and being obedient to and living purposefully so thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio and we'll be back next week with a new show thanks for listening with